why not head on over to www.duckfeed.tv forward slash store and check out some of the cool stuff we have on sale, uh, premium episodes of this show and Abject Suffering and a bunch of music and uh, prize packs and all kinds of stuff. Head on over to www.duckfeed.tv forward slash store. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to a Watch Out for Fireballs Extrasode. It is a retro gaming Extrasode. Yes, and this week we are reading your responses, your thoughts on uh, the game book topic in general, as we talked about last week on the show. Yeah, so this uh, runs the gamut from uh, choose your own adventure books, solo D&D stuff, and uh, more gamey game books yeah. uh, with kind of systems. And uh, you guys came out in force, which we really appreciate. And we're just going to go ahead and get started here. I'm going to get started with uh, Chase Greenlee, who says via Facebook. Uh, the Goosebumps Choose Your Own Adventure books were a childhood staple of mine growing up. I have strong memories of reading TikTok, You're Dead, and <laughs> Escape from the Carnival of Horrors with a stack of sticky notes, leaving a mark whenever I counted a split. I was the closest thing uh, I could bring with, bring with me to school to a video game, and I savored every illicit second I played with them. Uh, last year, Neil Patrick Harris put out his autobiography in Choose Your Own Adventure book form. I got it for Christmas, and if you enjoy the format and learning about the life of one of the most genuinely nice-seeming celebrities, you should check it out. That's interesting. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like—I'm very resistant to the biography format— yeah. Or autobiography. Uh, yeah, autobiography is the, the yeah. yeah. I mean, even even a biography, like I, you know, I'm I can usually take or leave. Like there are some of them I'm interested in, mm-hmm. but there's always going to be stuff I'm not. Yeah. That's important later and stuff. And mm-hmm. then this makes me sound like an idiot, but like <laughs> I'm just not that, you know, it's just not really for me. Yeah. Um, it's not mm-hmm. my favorite format. Like I like learning about that stuff, but I tend to like a, a highlights reel. Yeah. For that. But the, it, this is I like the idea of someone playing with the format. Yeah. Uh, and uh yeah, that, 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 like just being a little bit uh, inventive with it. The uh, the the biography of Howard Hughes, the one that they based mm-hmm. the Aviator off of, is legit one of the best books I've ever read. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I could I could see it. Yeah, I've read good biographies before. Mm-hmm. It's just like it it is it is a, a thing that will put me off a little bit, mm-hmm. and the rest of the things that draw me in have to be more powerful than that. Yeah, it's like an oral history. Yeah, like I'm not a real big fan of an oral history. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's just something about reading it just makes me feel like there's lots of like extraneous words. Yeah, yeah. To it, like it just like a lot of people kind of having to cover the same stuff mm-hmm. to get to to get to their point. Like every passage has new worthwhile information, but there's a lot of backtracking and such. Yeah. And I'm just uh you know it's probably just my my internet brain mm-hmm. uh, working against me, but I'm you know I'm a real get to the chorus kind of guy. <laughs> this stuff. Yeah. Um, TikTok, your dad is one of the ones I got from Amazon, uh, to read for this, but I figured six was way too much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something that I didn't bring up when we were kind of like going on at length about those, they have some of the craziest randomizations I've ever seen. Like if you are wearing a hat right now, turn to page X. If you're not wearing a hat, turn to page Y. If your favorite color is red, turn to like, it's a bunch of stuff that's just inherent to you down to if it's, if the sun is shining right now or if it's raining or like, is this a weekday or a weekend? Yeah. No, we didn't really talk about that, but that's kind of the neat little twist that they do similar to the, the Mario brothers ones a little bit, Mm -hmm. like adding these other little factors that determine where you go other than just your choice. Mm -hmm. Brian writes in via contact saying, when I was little, Max, uh, my experience with Choose Your Own Adventure books was pretty much limited to the Goosebumps series. Uh, I loved to read them, though I eventually got tired of ending up at the bad endings and would skim until I found the good ending and slowly work my way backwards until I mm. knew the right path. How does that work? 
Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd never heard of game books until you mentioned that it was going to be a show topic. I Googled it and found my way to the Lone Wolf series and downloaded the app version. Uh, I played it. Uh, played with it for a while, uh, getting through the first three books before stopping. The RPG elements were interesting, uh, though when it came to combat, I didn't really understand what I was doing besides clicking on buttons to attack or run. The dice rolls lost their impact when I was just presented with a random number. It was also frustrating that failure meant starting from the beginning. Maybe if I played the physical form, it'd be more fun, but I lost interest in continuing. I also saw the fighting fantasy apps, but since they cost $6 each, I was hesitant to give them a try if they were going to be the same thing. The uh, it's, it's, it's amazing that you got through three books before getting sick of them. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. I mean... Um, I, I also don't like the app version mm-hmm. of Lone Wolf. Um, go to the show notes and do the uh, the online HTML version. Yeah. Because you can just go back if you make a mistake um, and or play sorcery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would recommend because I, I, the combat in the Lone Wolf iOS version is not great. Yeah. Uh, like a lot of the bad things you mentioned there, like the, like the like the drawbacks are not existent or they've been addressed in the app version of sorcery. Yes, or in the the paper version of the Lone Wolf books. Yeah, or the HTML mm-hmm. version. Like the paper version, um, the combat doesn't feel arbit you know arbitrary or any more arbitrary than like D and D, I guess. Yeah, like you know you have a stat and and they have a stat and you roll a dice. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, um, David says via contact. <clears throat> Aside from reading Goosebumps as a kid, I never really got into choose your own adventure or game books until they showed up on my phone. I tried a bit of the Lone Wolf saga, but seemed to die really quick. And since I was unable to just flip to the next page on the app, I dropped it. I did recently get Sorcery and uh, 1 and 2 off of a Humble Bundle and have been liking these much better. Less chance of a boom, you're dead, and I like the writing and spell system. Agreed. Uh, Since all three responses so far have mentioned Goosebumps, I've been able to triangulate the average age of all of our listeners. Yeah, it's bumming me out. Like, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) There's got to be, like, I'm so old, I need to quit. Like, I (laughs) should go get a job. Um, Like, what is... We need you, Gary. Like, who am I fooling? Um... (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to turn this into another section of just fun in, but I'm going to die before you, Cole. <laughs> um, but I, it's, sad, it's sad, like, everyone is kind of just getting their exposure to Lone Wolf from that iOS app. Mm-hmm. Like, that sucks, because it's not very good, but it's not representative of the series, I don't think. That's the cool the part engine. about this, is, like, anybody who's curious about these, they're so, so inexpensive. Like, with the exceptions like Sorcery, like, you can get these for, like, pennies. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're the, you can, you can treasure hunt them like I did, or they're like, you know, a couple bucks on half.com. Yeah. And, uh, and so if, if people who have, who have already responded, who dislike the lone wolf books, try to, uh, try to give them a shot in pen and paper form. I think you'll like it. Yeah. Or if you tried lone wolf and didn't like it, try gray star. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that may be a, like a, like a side road into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they're pretty there. I mean, they're pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it is a, it is like a guidance story. From it, but they have the same, same engine and, and similar writing and everything. Yeah. Oh. Anders writes in via contact saying, I'm so happy that you've decided to do, to do an episode on game books or solo adventures, as the Swedish publisher called them. Uh, while I didn't get to read, play, um, all, all that many of the fighting fantasy books as a kid, I still fondly remember the few that I came across. The Warlock of Firetop Mountain, The Forbidden City, and Death Trap Dungeon in particular became my gateway into proper role-playing games. Uh, the latter I have the most vivid memories of, uh, that being the Death Trap Dungeon. Um, uh, as the graphic descriptions of death, disembowelment, and other horrors gave me nightmares for weeks to come. Also, it has some of Ian McCaig's most terrifying artwork to date. 
A friend of mine let, uh, lent me his copy back in 1993, and it still sits on my shelf. That's not lending, my friend. <laughs> Uh, since I decided to keep it after he lost most of my Ninja Turtles and all of my Usagi Yojimbo comics. Okay, cool. I'm sorry. I put you on blast before I read the rest of that sentence. Um, (laughs) Um, I recently found the sequel, Trial of Champions, at a thrift shop and was absolutely absolutely thrilled as it wasn't released in Sweden back in the day. Hmm. Yeah. Death Trap Dungeon, as I said in the mainline episode, uh, that is the one app version that I did. And for as much as I like the trap-laden dungeon trope, it, mm-hmm. it just did way too much. It was it was less sends and more Tomb of Horrors. The uh, part of something you said though in the response made me think that if this was the first, like if I came across these before I was D and D cognizant, mm-hmm. it would have blew my mind. Like I would have been way into it, and it would have done the same thing for me, where I would have yeah. gotten into tabletop gaming from this. Like if you, you know? hadn't if you hadn't been accustomed to the fact that like human discretion is the is the magical sixth element of that. Um, if I hadn't been accustomed to the idea of like um, overcoming problems with dice and numbers, okay. and abstracting these situations, okay, and and narrating them as opposed to seeing them in a video game, yeah. um, I would have been way into it. I think. Yeah. So I can definitely see that. Also, you kind of got a bad trade. Like that's you know, it's good that you have Death, Death Trap Dungeon, but all of his ninja, all of your Ninja Turtles and all of your uh, Usagi Yojimbo comics. Yeah, like both of those are great. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty. It's a big trade. Um, yeah, but thank you, Anders. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always I'm always happy when we see somebody internationally. Yeah, in the comments. So that's awesome. Um, Take says via contact. I grew up with choose-your-own-adventure books, and I love them. I knew that those little white books contained a million deaths and dead ends, but the thrill of having an effect on the final outcome of the story kept me coming back to them. I always cheated using my fingers as save states. (laughs) I was probably in high school when I discovered the Lone Wolf series. It was pretty thrilling to have an inventory and health system. I thought to myself, it's just like a video game. I have a lot of affection for those books since there was an ongoing story and continuity, which gave those books more depth than your standalone choose-your-own-adventure. By the time I sold my set on eBay, I think I had about 18 of the 20 released in America. Apparently, in the UK, there were a lot more books in the series, as well as spinoffs. I think either this series or Dragonlance was my introduction to this newfangled online bookstore called Amazon. (laughs) Uh, When my friend got married, I found a copy of the newly printed hardcover copies to give him for a present, since his online username was based on the Lone Wolf series. Hmm. That's cool. Um, I don't know if kids still read these kinds of books now. I feel uh, like I don't see that many of them uh, go out from the library where I work. So it might just be an artifact of our generation at this point. Yeah. Um, They are buyable. Like I have (laughs) seen them for sale in stores, but I guess I don't know how many people actually buy them. Yeah. Um, I didn't really put out hardcover Lone Wolf series. Like I would would pay actual money for like a big hardcover compendium that compiled like the first arc. Oh, yeah. As one story in a big hardcover book with like mm-hmm. came with some character sheets and stuff. That would be great. Yeah. I would probably put some good money into that. Even for the art. Like we never really talked about the illustrations. Oh, yeah. The art in sorcery is really good. Oh, yeah. It's like super like gross. It's, yeah. It's really, really weird. Like everybody has these weird wiry proportions. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the, the art in uh, sorcery is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the most part, the art is is all pretty good. Like the art in the U.S. Spider-Man is actually from the comics. Oh. Um, or is from a comics artist, rather. I don't yeah. know who – the, the name is escaping me right now, but it's somebody who did 90s Spider-Man stuff. It's not McFarland. Yeah. Even but. the uh, even the Bantam Choose Your Own Adventures have a really good, like, simple, clean, like, Silver Age comic era art. Yeah. And the covers are incredible. Yeah. Like, the covers of Choose Your Own Adventure books are among my favorite things in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we have James via contact writing in. 
When I was about nine or ten years old, I was enthralled by The Legend of Zelda and a scant few choose-your-own-adventure books my brother had. Now... Uh, now take a love for both of these things and imagine my shock as I found The Crystal Trap, a choose-your-own-adventure based on Zelda. My mind freaked out at this new world of possibilities uh, <laughs> because this went beyond the normal course of choose-your-own-adventure books uh, because you got items to use, if I recall correctly. Had to beat mazes and other games to proceed. Uh, much like my real life, though, I never made the right decisions to get the good ending. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but I had a blast <laughs> making the journey. Okay. Are you writing this from Beyond the Grave? <laughs> Like, I hope that you still have, you haven't gotten to any ending yet, buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't. I This is probably just the, it's probably the same engine as those Nintendo ones, yeah. but I don't have any of the Zelda Zelda adventures. There's some responses later that allude to a Castlevania one, which I really, really want. That's pretty rad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I want uh, want all of these things. Yeah, give them like, essentially, like every every game book that that there is, <laughs> I would like to own. Yeah. Like have a library and set up a museum in my basement. <laughs> a library of children's entertainment. Yep. Which is what I kind of have anyway. So turn turn them into into sculptures. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Matt says via contact. Growing up, my mother would regularly be out in dollar stores or dollar stores, <laughs> dollar swords, <laughs> um, dollar stores or yard sales and see video game related books on sale and would always buy them for me. Most of the time, they were such honored titles like top cheats for Nintendo and Sega or totally unauthorized secrets about Mario. <laughs> and they're all informative in their own way. I always thought that is very funny. Like, let me make a real quick side note. One, okay. it's very funny that how much those things talked about how unauthorized they were. Uh-huh. Two, in the main episode, we never talked about one of my favorite things about Choose Your Own Adventure books, which is the warning page. Yeah. Like, every one of them has the, like, warning, do not read this like a regular book. <laughs> which you will, you will regret it. Like, if they're really, really emphatic. Of course, when I was a kid, I tried to do it anyway to see if it would work. It doesn't. Just ended up ha- yeah, just having this, like, nightmarish, like, William S. Burroughs <laughs> cut-up experience. Yeah. Of, like, but just, like, there's always this, like, sense of, like, you know, that was one of the things I really responded to as a kid was this sense of like grandeur to it. Like, this is a little bit dangerous. Like, you know, this is anyway, I'm sorry, Matt, to interrupt your, your thing. Um, Matt continues. However, occasionally she would show up with one of these official Nintendo Choose Your Own Adventures. I think the one that I remember the best was a story about Wendy O. Koopa hiring the Mario Brothers to investigate something for her. I believe it eventually devolved into a Harley Quinn-esque trap where she somehow had them both captured and at her mercy, but was beaten anyway. The story wasn't very good. However, the video game book I'll always remember... Uh, was a freaking novelization of Castlevania II, Simon's Quest. The story gets uh, that a radical teenager gets sucked into Castlevania and helps Simon Belmont take down Dracula. If you're thinking that sounds like garbage, then you're right. (laughs) It was really, really bad. Enough so that eight-year-old me realized it was bad when I first read it. Uh, Eight-year-old me that really liked the Super Mario Brothers movie, for example, (laughs) of my awesome taste. I think that might be, I don't know if that's a choose your own adventure. Is that a Worlds of Power, maybe? I think that's the Worlds of Power, the Castlevania oh. 2 Worlds of Power. Because like, no, like none of the other Worlds of Power that I've checked out have been the, uh, the you're sucked into the realm of the TV. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, th- I think that one is, Yeah, if I recall. And yeah. I have it. I should, I'm like, I should know that. I've got <laughs> almost all of those. Um, I would love to do another, like if, if we ever do anything else out of Worlds of Power, let's do another radio play version. Of uh, oh yeah, of one of those because that's one of my favorite sketches of all time. Yeah, the uh, the there's a bunch of bunch of really good ones. Yeah, like in, in those books. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Super Joe and <laughs> Rad Spencer sharing Rad pizza. Spencer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's been a tough mission. Let's have some za. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. <laughs> Let's round this out with Robin uh, via contact here saying, I remember game books being a huge part of my childhood, reading slash playing them uh, long before I was interested in other video game RPGs. My elementary school library had a handful of the fighting fantasy series, along with an entire rotating kiosk dedicated to other choose your own adventure books. I only ever owned one book from the series, The Citadel of Chaos, but would borrow them endlessly from the school library. In the fifth grade, my friend and I would start uh, coming up with new ways to play through the game, such as assigning different weapons and attacks to the dice with varying damage, or high-risk, high-reward critical attacks. It was essentially a way that we could play our own version of single-player Dungeons & Dragons long before we had ever even heard of tabletop games. You were modding. You were modding yeah, these awesome. game books. Yeah, you were hacking these, these game books. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What, a, what a, like, we do a lot of, we spend a lot of time in, like, the fields of nostalgia, but this episode is real big for that. Like, yeah. for me, like, this is a real, like, you know, really brought me back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so. it brought me back and then, like, took me down these weird hallways that I hadn't gone down before. Yeah. You know? Like, this is really good. And I'm, I'm super happy that our listeners have kind of, like, gone along for the ride. Like, th- yeah. So, so, uh, this was your idea to do, to do this episode, Gary. And that was super good. Like, I'm very happy with the results. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that, I mean, there probably are some people out there listening who don't like this, mm-hmm. you know, who aren't like interested in this, but that's fine. Like they can probably just chill out for a couple weeks mm-hmm. and then we'll get back to, we'll get back to your, <laughs> your first person shoot man that you know us for. <laughs> next week. We'll get back to your murder sims. Don't worry, gamers. Um, but the, uh, I'm glad that we have cultivated an audience that uh, will kind of go indulge us in these little flights of fancy. Yeah, they're down. Yeah, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, and eventually when we're like, you know, we're doing podcasts about food and stuff. Like, well, in some ways cooking is a game where you're making choices to determine the outcome. And like, then then you can call us on it. But I'm glad that we, we haven't abused your trust just yet. Yeah. You know. Oh, wow. So if you this have episode's any- about hunting man. Um, <laughs> like like we, we have run out of other experiences that we have to do that just to feel. Yeah. <laughs> the uh it it almost like if we were different kinds of people, you could almost do an episode on like paintball or hunting, I feel oh, like. Sure, yeah. And fit it into our narrative. Like if you had more of a history with it, I think we could do and maybe should do at some point an episode on uh, Magic the Gathering. Oh. Which is another like big game thing. Whew, that is man, old. That is, like that's it, that's not a game, that's a lifestyle. It doesn't <laughs> have to be though. Like yeah. I I think I I I have like in my mind like the 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 skeleton of how we can make it work. Okay. It would just be tricky. Yeah. So, and there are also video games based on it. Like we could do the micro pros version of magic, the gathering, which is a good game. Can we, okay. So let's do a split EP magic, the gathering video game version. And then the Pokemon trading card game. I, I would love that. The, uh, cause I love the Pokemon trading card game that just ended up on the 3ds eShop. Oh, you're fucking kidding me. Nope. (laughs) Goodbye me. Yeah, it is. Well, I, like I haven't, I bought it, but I haven't played it yet just because I know the tutorial is unskippable. And it's like, I keep wanting to play before bed and being like, I don't want to do a half hour of like this unskippable (laughs) tutorial, but this game is so good. Um, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, just uh, like whatever magic stuff. I mean, I'll hear your pitches. Well, well, did you ever play? I can't remember. Did you ever play the Pokemon card game? The actual God, when I was a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. I I still have all my cards. So, yeah. So we could do like I played a little bit of that, but I have less experience with it. We could both bring some expertise to the table and do a, a CCG episode probably. Yeah. 
Um, just to, just in the interest of like, I like this idea of ultimately being about video games, but eventually just covering my entire childhood. <laughs> like fine. it's about video games, but then eventually it becomes about He-Man figures and fucking. Like, <laughs> we're like we're, we're like we're a retro yeah. show, and kind of couched in that is kind of revisiting the old versions of us and what we liked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like that's perfectly fine. I, I'm I'm down, man. I'm down for digressions. Well, and also like it's not like I mean, Magic is also. Current, like weird like, hugely influential in games too yeah like not just hearthstone but like there are a lot of card based like there's that uh what is that a gamecube rpg that's like oh, the, the yeah, card based yeah. uh bite and kados and then uh mm-hmm. yeah, there's a bunch of different things like that phantom so, dust kind of yeah yeah there's 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 a lot of influence there yeah but anyway if, if people are listening to this and they have other cool ideas for off the wall episodes and don't hate them yeah um hit us up <laughs> Yeah, let us know. Like, well, like we have a couple in the pipeline, but like, you know, we like to, you know, throw at least like three of those in a year. I think. Yeah, we're not replacing the show by any means, no, but just no. every once in a while, it feels good to to switch it up. Yeah. Um, what are we doing next time if people want to respond? And yeah. we we can keep this quick just because we have been recording for three and a half hours. So. Yes, we have. <laughs> wow, <laughs> little, little peek behind the curtain there. Yeah. People, people were astonished when they heard Zach say, "Oh, we've been recording like we recorded for three and a half hours for that." It's like, no, that happens every time. Yeah, <laughs> that is pretty, it's pretty regular. Yep. Uh, uh, okay, so if anybody has any thoughts on Call of Duty 4, the Commander Keen games, especially uh, uh, Goodbye Galaxy, number four and five, or Chocobo's Dungeon, um, they can hit us up at duckfeed.tv slash contact or uh, drop us a line on the Facebook, which is facebook.com slash um, watch out for fireballs. We're also holding that poll to determine what our next uh, survival horror game is. That's going to be running as of the time you're hearing this. You're going to have about a mm-hmm. week left. Um, and uh, uh, you can get that by backing us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TV. Yep. And that is a, a horror game spring poll. Yep. So check that out. 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 Check that out.